This is the Rugby Muscle Podcast, talking all that you need to become the best rugby player you can be. Now here are the Rugby Muscle Coaches, TJ and Alex. Yes, finally we are back. I say finally, it's been a day and a half or two days since the last Rugby Muscle Podcast, but we are back. What's going on everybody? I'm the host, TJ, and I'm joined as always by hopefully a non-robotic, normal sounding Alex. Yo. Yeah, sound, sound almost like a normal person. Sounds like you've got a few uh, teeth missing, but apart from that, you, you sound all good. I've got a mouthful of sandwich as well. You've got a mouthful of sandwich and a mouth of less teeth. Yeah, like only one less though, man. It's right at the front he- as well though, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, you know, everyone's got their flaws. They do. Some more than others, apparently. Not that I'm insinuating that you have more than others, but just just a thought. Thrown out there. Yeah, well, anyway. What's going on, everybody? Today, we are going to be talking about uh, things that you should do in the off-season. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, perhaps you... Perhaps, potentially, and perhaps combine into one word there to suggest maybe your... um, starting your in-season you're just starting to see just start or you've just finished pre-season maybe pre-season starting doesn't really matter but this isn't aimed at you this is aimed at the guys in northern hemisphere who have pretty much all bar like the top level finished their season right so we're gonna go through just a number of ideas that you should do because obviously it's very very individual as with anything that we do on the rub muscle podcast lots of areas of gray um but before we get into that alex Mm-hmm. It's your favourite time of the year. Christmas. Oops. But love Christmas. It's not Christmas, mate. <laughs> it's it's time me. for your fact of the week. Do I get any music this week? I don't, do I? Okay. Uh, well, you kind of got music, but it's not. It's weird. So a couple of days ago, or maybe today, or yesterday, I don't know when this goes out, you guys saw a message from TJ which mentioned... Uh, a triangular table. Because I, I, I emailed you about this today, didn't I, mate? Yes. And essentially, um, it is starting me about King Arthur and Round Table. And it's a fact that, um, a fact, that's a weird way of saying it. Um, is Levy King Arthur a, a true story, Arthur. Alex? Is this what you're saying? Well, no. I don't think it is a true story. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's not a true story. I mean, it might be a fable or something. So this is I a think, fact um, based on a, a, a fictional story? On fiction. Yeah. Okay. Had a hearts around the table, which means you wouldn't have a triangular table people. You'd have a round table still. Or if you wouldn't have a dodecagonal table. What? Why would you... What, what, stop. How many nights around this table? Because you're cracking up and this fact is shit. Well, Twelve. 12, right? Why yeah, could that not be circular? Because you don't need to be circling. It's an issue if you have, like, 12 spaces on a table. Because that means they have a table. If a table's round, there's no head of a table, so everyone's equal. But there's a round table, so everyone's equal. <laughs> I'm still confused It. Why does it matter if it's round or not? Because... Everyone should be equal at a round table. No one's got the best place. Ah. Well, maybe one chair is higher. and But to go with that, 
it's not just the chair it's like the table like ramps up so because obviously if they were just in a higher chair that'd be uncomfortable for them to eat they'd have to like reach down and it would just be a well, hassle from what i remember of medieval etiquette you know, i think i think the king's always meant to be higher than everyone else yeah but the point of the round table was it was no one was best than anyone else it was a like a a table of peers yeah and my point is, round table is good. Trying to hit towards the shit. Yeah, but uh, why? Why couldn't it be a, a triangle? That everyone's equal as well, surely. Especially if it's an equilateral triangle, mate. It's not how it works. Let's move on because this is this is going to go nowhere, and we're in a rush. Uh, we're going to record this podcast, and we're going to be sh- uh, nice and quick. Hopefully. Well, you'll see by the by, and probably laugh, be like, "No, TJ, it's actually." I've, I'm looking at it now. We've still got 40 minutes of you guys chatting shit to go. So, let's move on, and we're going to discuss. Uh, I'm going to say six, so we'll have two each. Six ideas for you to uh, to consider whilst in the off season. And as you can tell, I'm not sure, really sure what's going on because we haven't done any prep for this one. But we figure we can come up with six different ideas of things that you can do in the off-season, away from the rugby pitch, but these things are going to make you a better player. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I'm going to put you in an easier position, so you can go first. I was hoping I didn't go first, because... Um, You've only I've got, got three, and you're going to hope that I don't give... No, uh, I, got, I got seven, mate. You said make seven, I got seven. Oh, excellent. Good job. I know, right? So, I think the first thing to do in your off-season, is to kind of work out where you are, like work out what your weak points are physically, work out what your weak points are technically. Just spend a bit of time doing that. Yep, yeah, I like that. And then, and how would how would we go about doing that? Science. Use science. Now, so you do whatever testing you need to do. So it might be that you do some aerobic testing, you might do some power work, you might... You might look at if your um, side to side imbalances are showing really badly. You might look at force production. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're co- what we're saying is you need to run a needs analysis. Yeah. So this means you take an objective look at your physical abilities, and you figure mm-hmm. out what you're good at, you figure out what you're you know average at, and you figure out what you're not so good at, and we, you need to then. Well, that's it. That, you know, obviously, from there, you want to start working on your weak points. But doing a needs analysis is a great yeah, that's way. My second point. Hmm. That's my second point. What's your second point? Addressing the imbalances. Dude, that's the same point. You can't. I said with a, I said with a plan, though. Okay. Right. So, yeah, conduct the needs analysis. You can even look at your game. Ask coaches. You know, if you're a youngster that's looking for. You know, potentially to be recruited by an academy or whatnot. Like we had Dara on the pod the other week. Something he does really good is that he reaches out to the coaches at Munster and says, "Look, what do you want from me? What's good? What's bad? You know." And then he works on his weaknesses, but also works on the strengths and whatnot. But he reaches out, finds out what they think he needs because it's no good you thinking, "Oh, you know, I've got the best hands in the team. I'm also the strongest, or whatever." And then. The reality is when your coach looks at you, he's like, no, this guy's uh, a weed and he's useless and he's got bad hands. Like, you need someone else 
or an objective viewpoint of what you're good I, and bad at? I've my entire rugby career, man. Do we um do we have a a link to a way or to some sort of thing that our boys can plug in and find figure out a needs analysis? You know, I have a spreadsheet for it. You do. I do. Okay, we're gonna send that out on the emails. Uh, we'll send that out Friday or Saturday. If you're uh, subscribed up at rugby-muscle.com to our newsletter slash four-week free conditioning, four-week free uh, strength and conditioning program, or your 50-plus free conditioning sessions, then you'll get that straight in your in- inbox. If you're listening to this after the, after the fact, then just go ahead and send me an email, Tom. No, TJ at rugby-muscle.com, and I'll get back to you. How about Wait. that? Cool. Easy. Right, that's point one, right? So that was figure out your weak points and what you need to work on. Yes. And then number two is create a plan, right? Yeah, to address these weak points. To address the weak points. Is that all we're going to do with this plan? Let me look at my notes what I say. Huh? Yes. Yeah. That's all we're going to do. That sole focus is on addressing weak points. No, but a plan's got to include weak points. Yeah, for sure. I think something that I mentioned uh, on the last podcast when we were talking about things that we've learnt, it is important when you're writing down a plan. I think if you can make the longer term you can make a general plan, the better. And by that I mean... Uh, if you if you're if you're creating a plan for off season and you're only addressing your weak points and that's all you've written down in your plan, you're going to get a bit bored because there's probably there's a reason that these are your weak points because you don't like doing them. Therefore, you know you don't do them. Therefore, they end up being weak and it's like a vicious cycle. So, to have a plan where you address them is great, but also have a plan in place for after this where you're going to take advantage of these weak points or take advantage of the fact that you've brought them up just for that psychological fact so that you know that you've got things that you do enjoy to come so you've just got to pay your dues for maybe like four six weeks or whatever and then you can take advantage of this weak point training and get even better and not get distracted not give up on your plan after a week two weeks or or whatever this is something i wanted to bring up because so if we look at your training right now you're doing a lot of force absorption work yeah you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's something which is really dull and boring, and it's not fun to do. Yeah, but it, it then potentiates in face. Yeah. So we look at these guys who might be like saying, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta do all this aerobic work to kind of bring it up." But you're doing that, so you can do something better later on. Mm-hmm. For sure. So when you're making this plan, you need to, you need to be honest with yourself and say, "Well, but like you said, like you need to address those weak points so you can have fun later on." Yeah. And it, as long as you like, I feel I feel like as long as you know. I'm just going to interrupt you because you you're you're rambling, you're cutting out. So I feel like if people know that there's some more fun to come, it definitely makes them less likely just to give up straight away. They know in eight weeks they're going to potential potentially get hit PRs on their lifts that they enjoy because of this work, or or just even just yeah, you know absolutely. dabble in that in some of the work that they enjoy a little bit more. You know? Everyone likes experimenting. Hmm? Uh, yeah. It's a little bit of a um, deferment of pleasure, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
So, like, for me, as I said in emails the other day, I created myself, like, an 18-month bit of a, uh, a guideline for what I'm planning on doing for myself. And that's, again, because sometimes I'm in tra- I go to train, I'm, I'm incredibly bored. I'm like, fuck, I want to figure out what my one rep max clean and jerk is. But there would be no benefit to me doing that. It would only be negatives of me getting too fatigued um, and then coming out of the phase that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. So what I do is I know that in 10, 12 weeks, even like if it's that far away, I know that I'm going to be working really heavy clean and jerks and contest it then. I know that that's to come. So I know that if I do it now, it's going to ruin that. So just a good way of keeping focus. Cool. All right, what's your point? Uh, my point would be to really push your training harder than you do during the season. Um, and this is more of a general, like, so I think you've done your seven, have you done your seven points completely, uh, like, are they all interlinked? No. Good, cool. So, my yeah, my point is going to be push training harder than you did during the season. Um particularly with, you know, the hypertrophy work, the strength work, all that good stuff, because you can experience quite a lot of fatigue in the off-season and get better from it. Whereas if you're in-season, obviously you're really fatigued. You don't want to be playing a full game of eight uh, 80 minutes of rugby. Um, whereas off-season, you can go ahead and do three sets of 10 on squats. It's going to suck, but you can still go ahead and do that even though you're fatigued. So you can really take this time to like it's called overreaching not overtraining functionally overreaching which is where you push yourself so close to overtraining that then when you back off by taking a deload you then you know become much uh or your body then adjusts and becomes much better stronger uh bigger all that good stuff yeah go away and look up super compensation yeah that will uh, explain that I'm going to jump in here, mate, because my one of my points really applies. Oh, that is your yeah, cool. Um, because you can push yourself a little bit harder and dig this hole a little bit deeper, your recovery and maintenance needs to be a little bit better as well. So you you got a bit more time in your hands because you're not playing rugby, so you're not training four hours a week and wasting your weekends playing rugby. So take the time to to recover properly, do some movement work to get yourself kind of. Um, fully slept in um, take your time to uh, do your mobility drills take all the extra time because you've got the time to spare now you've got three hours on a Tuesday night you're three hours on a Thursday night yeah? mm-hmm. so get extra recovery in um, okay and then you. I know that you know the answer to this but what about guys that are saying oh cool so does that mean I'm going to do lots of like ice baths and cryotherapy and stuff is that good Oh, this is a different strokes, different folks. You need to look at what your goal is. We've beaten um, this point it, almost to death, really, haven't we? We just want to say that when you're doing recovery, yeah. be careful that you're not, you know, shortchanging yourself in terms of actual results because you're too busy recovering. As I said, like you can push training further than what you would normally do in season with this, and that's because you need to be more fatigued to then supercompensate. So if you're if you push it too much on the recovery side. You're not going to get into. You're not going to be in that deep hole that lends you to, you know, compensating, coming back, and being an absolute superman. Yeah, you look at what you do for recovery. It, it, but there's times when you like, you'll be sore as shit, but the next day you've got to do these three sets of squats. 
So maybe that's the time to have an ice bath just to get the next training in. Yeah. But generally, that might not be a great idea. You want to keep those information markers high during the off-season, uh, at least until you deload. I'm going to uh, wrap all of those points into the same point. I don't think the... So you can push your training and therefore recovery a lot harder than what you can do in the season. Yeah? We'll yeah, people uh, it's your go then again, I guess. My go again, again. Again, Sweet. again. Okay. Well, this one's a little bit different, but um, rugby teams tend to make cliques, um, and you tend to end up just hanging out with the rugby boys. Uh huh. I I reckon in the off season, it's a bit chance to reconnect with your like non-rugby friends. I kind of just get something a bit more not wholesome, but just do something outside of rugby. So make friends. There's a weird one, like a bit of a life. There's a weird one. Not so much make, but like, you know, like sometimes you pull out of contact with people because every weekend you're away playing rugby, right? Mm-hmm. I, I what about, what about reconnect with old things that you enjoy rather than just like friends, keep on, like all all things like that. That can apply to a lot of things. So it's not just rugby, but I mean, rugby takes up a lot of a lot of your guys's life if you're in season. And having to practice, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, you're playing Saturday. That means your social life might be impacted on the Friday. Um, yeah, means, you know, you can't do as much on a Sunday. And then depending on how much you travel, like all of your Saturday is gone. So definitely yeah, to take the time to enjoy really being away from rugby. And I know we get a lot of listeners that, you know, they love the fact that rugby is their life. And that's, that's awesome. And it's great. But if you take some time away from rugby that might actually lend you to uh, towards enjoying it even more once you're back in and you're in pre-season or something, you know? It's yeah. one thing, like, really enjoy... It's the same thing, like, with a deload, right? So, you know, we all enjoy training, hopefully. Hopefully you do. Um, but you take a deload, and all of a sudden, by the end of the deload, you really want to start lifting heavy again, which was like two weeks ago, you're like hating lifting heavy because you're so buggered, you're so sore, and you've done six weeks of it. But take one deload, take some time away, and yeah, really uh, come back chomping at the bit, you know, ready to go, ready for the challenge. Yeah, I think that's quite yeah. a good one. So, yeah, so anyways, do something different outside of rugby. Yeah, yeah, I like but that. I also have another point on that as well. We you can't just keep number. making points, mate. We said six, and you 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 already wrote seven, two of which were the same point, and then you you piggybacked off of my point. I think this is this is six. complete point thievery from you here. Well, I've got one anyway. It ties in. All right. So, um, so despite me saying don't uh, do so away from rugby, don't um, take a full step back. Like if you can get to play in touch or. Like oh, could you make your mind up? So, am I, are we going away from rugby, or are we are we are we keen on rugby? I'm just messing. Life's not black and white. We're full just, of grey here. I'm just you know, messing. Yeah. Yep. We're grey like your wise beard. Um, so, yeah, do something away from rugby, but also, what what what's your point here? So, still stay in touch and try and keep your skills up, or what? Yeah, do something which is, like keeps involving kind of skill as such. Maybe it doesn't have to be touch rugby. Um, that's just probably a real close example. Mm-hmm. Just get something where you're still running around, you're still doing intermittent sprints, and preferably still catching and throwing a ball. 
Um, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, at some point, and it, obviously it depends how long your off-season is. Like, if your off-season is four months and you come back without touching the ball for four months, that may make a difference. But if some people, you know, you only get a two-month off-season, then that's when you take advantage and you do something like you stay away from rugby for a bit. Maybe maybe if you've got a four-month off-season, you can spend the first two months staying away from rugby and you come back and, it, you, you know, you ramp up your skills just by playing your touch and whatnot. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So do something for rugby or never leave rugby. I mean, do something away from rugby. Damn it. Oh, well, let's <laughs> move on. It's because this, because uh, we have not actually, I don't know, I wonder if you, the listener, can tell that we didn't create a plan with this, how we're just frying out random points. I guess this is more of a discussion than anything. Um, right. My point. Take some time to really do a body recomposition. Um, I think the off-season is by far the easiest time that you can really use your diet to nail down like a good uh, physique, I guess, for lack of a better term. I'm not saying you want to be stepping and putting a, uh, a pair of pants on and stepping on the bodybuilding stage. But what I am saying is, like with training, where you can really push yourself into the deep hole and then come out, same thing with diet. So maybe you can push fat loss a little bit. If you're carrying a few extra pounds that you can never get rid of, you can actually, like when we're in season, we don't want you going hungry. We don't want you being short of energy or whatever at all because it matters so much about, you know, training your rugby training and your games that you don't want to be shorting yourself on energy. But in the off season, um, you haven't, you haven't got, that worry in you so you can just go go uh take some time take you know eight weeks and really focus on dieting getting your body fat low down and then keeping it and getting a good four weeks of maintenance before you go into pre-season that way your body is then used to that new weight and you won't just you know get fat as soon as you stop that diet by the same token if you've got someone that's really skinny it's the same thing as i said before with the training hard you can train real hard and you can really eat to try and pack on some muscle maybe there's a little bit of fat that can go with that but obviously in season if you gain too much muscle or too much weight it's like carrying around a weighted vest if you put on say you put on five kilos it's like carrying around a five kilo dumbbell with you even though that's extra muscle mass um some of that will be fat and some of that won't be used as well so i think taking some time out really recomping your body giving yourself that time to adjust that change and then hitting pre-season is a great way of doing things yeah, I'd agree with all of that. Cool. How about that? That's it? That's your input on my point? Well, there's not much more to say, Matt. I think it was good that you addressed the fact that a lot of people may need to increase their calories a little bit. Yeah. And again, it's a really individual thing. It might be that you're in great shape and you're strong and you're fast, and if you put on an extra few kilos, you'll slow down a little bit because your strength isn't catching up. Yeah. You know, it, but also, um, I think it's a lot harder to put weight on in season as well because especially if you've got one of those horrible coaches that beasts you every Tuesday and Thursday oh. you know you've got a lot more actually you can burn up to like well over a thousand calories and in the, and obviously your games as well you know that's a lot more uh calories that you're expending that you need to intake which you're not going to do or you're not going to need to do in the off season when you're not playing and training 
Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And talking about any coaches who are listening to this, like maybe look at the energy systems that you need for rugby rather than just beasting your players non-stop for the whole of the off-season. I'm talking about in-season. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Cool. So we said take... Let's go and cover the points we've made so far. Figure out your weak points. Do a needs analysis, and you can grab that uh, by making sure you're on emails at rugby-muscle.com. Mm-hmm. Um, create a plan to address these, like a nice long-term plan to address these weak points, and also, you know, boost your strengths, as we said with Speedy in the, in the last podcast. Um, push your training further and deeper than you normally would because you can really fatigue yourself and make gains rather than just be crap in a game. Um, use that and recover and make sure you're getting in your all your recovery and maintenance work. Do something away from rugby, but also that that point's so confusing. But yeah, do something. Take some time to stay completely away from rugby, but at the same time, don't stay out of the game for too long and let your skills drop. How about that? Yes, that's fair. Yeah, see, so finally we nailed it. And then my last one was take some time to really uh, recomp your body, lose some fat or gain some muscle, whichever you want to do. Just really take some good time to work on your physique. So obviously you're doing the stuff in the gym. And yeah, it's somewhat rugby specific, but you can really use your diet to create the body that you want. Is that six points? I've got five here. So give me one more, mate. Um Go and get your bumps and bruises and niggles all worked out. Like, go and see a doctor, go and see a physio or a sports therapist. Um, and if you've got anything that needs attention, get it done at the start of the off-season. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just trying to carry, like, a shoulder injury or something through the whole of the off-season and getting hurt in the first game of the season, you know? Boom. Like, take some time to look after your body. Yeah, I like that. That's such a good point. And then my last one without opening up like a whole new rabbit hole or a new can of worms with this. But take if you're slow or if you're not fast, take some time to really learn speed mechanics because I think uh, learning how to get fast in season is, is can be somewhat difficult because every time you break the skill of speed down, you know, three times a week, you're then going to... Uh, unbreak it down and do go back into your old habits which are useless or your old technique which is useless because you're going to have to sprint in a game and in training and there's only one way that you know to do that in your brain and that's the incorrect way that you might be doing it now whereas if you take some time and really build and break the, the speed mechanics right back down take your time and build it stage by stage week by week by week by week by the time you get to pre-season your unconscious running is going to be so much better and you're going to be so much faster. Yeah, that's a, that ties us in. That uh, does what, mate? Sorry, you cut out. Puts in the full, it puts us in the full circle back to needs analysis. Yeah. Uh, it's not just a physical needs analysis. It's analysis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that, that, can even, that can go down to sports skill as well, like, so running is a skill, strength is a skill. So, and but so is um, so is passing. So is like cleaning out a ruck. It's all all stuff that you can look at and figure out if you need to work on it, and then you just put it into action. Cool. All right, mate. I think we nailed that. 
cool go us we're fucking awesome yeah go us and also go you go to itunes or actually it's called apple podcasts app now so if you can go ahead there and give us a five star review leave any feedback that you want uh to let us know what you think of the pod we've been receiving quite a few emails recently from guys you know a lot of complimentary words and saying that they enjoy the podcast same thing on instagram but it really like that's great and it means the world to me but if you can do that on itunes it just helps other rugby players discover this helps us grow and which helps you grow bigger get more gains you know what i'm saying awesome if you haven't done already go ahead and go to rugby-muscle.com and pick up your free 50 plus conditioning sessions if you do that now then i'm pretty sure you're going to get alex's needs analysis spreadsheet sent to you by friday if you if it's past friday if it's past friday april the what 29th? 24th today 25th today it doesn't matter if it's past the if if it's in May if you're in, if you listen to this and it's in May then you're just gonna have to shoot me an email tj at rugby muscle.com and I and I'll send you that spreadsheet along awesome um, don't forget four weeks of free strength and conditioning also at rugby muscle.com you can go ahead and pick that up we we've got we had a few when we first started the program we had quite a lot we had a huge intake actually to be fair and it sort of dropped off because I think people don't realise it's there. But it is. So awesome. Take care of that. Right, boys. I think that's the end of the podcast, mate. Cool beans. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>